any post credit scene. I really want that to be the end of Oppenheimer. It like <laughs> the mid credit scene is it pushes into a foggy gravestone and the, the gravestone just says Adolf Hitler and then you see a, a bony hand punch up through and then it cuts to black. Oh my god. Uh, hello. Hi. Welcome to the Bubble Boy Podcast. First episode. Uh, my guest, w- best guest so far, I would say. Um, his name's Mike. We're friends. Um, statistic, you won the New Faces contest. 2019? 2018? So statistically, technically, you're one of the funniest people. Yeah, still. Around. Still. Um he also does a fantastic Tom Hardy impression. It's true. Before he gets to that, though, we have this is the Bubble Boy podcast. So we got a delicious soda. This is one of my favorites. I got a Mr. Cucumber. Uh, it's a cucumber soda. I like it because uh, it's clean, it's light. I surprisingly enjoy it. It reminds me of you in those ways. You know, when you say stuff, you have to give me such a nice intro, like, oh, he's my friend, he's one of the funniest guys, and then you give me cucumber soda. Dude, it's so good. What I the, think what you like it. What were the alternative sodas? I don't want to, like, break the fourth wall, but there are other sodas here. Uh, there was um, – there's a McFuddy's Pepper Elixir. Okay, maybe this was it. Yeah. Maybe this was you'll like this. I think you'll like this. It smells like cucumber. Mm-hmm. It really smells it like cucumber. It tastes exactly like a cucumber. Oh, good. That's what you want. Yeah, slurp it. How's that? Oh man, that is that's very cucumber. That's truly awful. <laughs> no, it's so Yo, good. It's so bad. It's so good. That tastes like it tastes like a cucumber. That tastes like a leftover salad. <laughs> it tastes like somebody poured a bunch of sugar on a leftover salad. Yeah, when you shake, when you have a salad that sits in the fridge for a while and kind of like the condensation mm-hmm. sits at the bottom of it. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's it's like they took a wet salad. Like when you rinse it off, and like in the commercial, they're tossing, they're tossing all of that in the salad. You know, the salad's flying through the air in the commercial. All that water is just going into the bottling factory for Mr. Q cucumber. So we're not getting a sponsorship off this episode. No, but I've discovered you I've, burned me. I've always thought it would <laughs> right be funny to just advertise to the company without their permission. They can't stop you from saying you like a product and telling people about it. You could just aver- You could just be like, today's episode is brought to you by ag1 ag1 has no uh, affiliation with this show whatsoever but i like getting my vitamins and greens from ag1 every day i start with a fresh scoop of ag1 in my water it's clean it's good for you and you could just go off like that so we should wipe out palestine and then you go right into that <laughs> <laughs> now you've just associated this, this, this is the first episode so you don't have any sponsors yet no of course oh not. man guys look yeah. at this look at this are you are you a, a sugarless gum company are you uh, – No way. Sugar full. No. Look, look this at is a you. Hubba Bubba. You are sugar-free gum if I've ever met sugar-free <laughs> okay. gum. Are you uh, a mild hot tamale knockoff? Are you – Come on. You got one more in you. Are you a non-denominational church? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. What, this is Bubble Boy? Bu- bubble? Bubble Boy. Bubble Boy? Bubble Boy. Not Bottle Boy? No, not Bottle Boy. Because it's sodas, I thought. Yeah, because bubbles like bubbles in the soda. Okay. Bubble Boy. Mm. Should we say it again? Bubble Boy. Bubble Boy. <laughs> Bubble Boy. <laughs> That's the, that'll mm. be the intro for every episode from here on out. Now, you're doing this. It's just you. You're not going to get a co-host. I don't think so. You don't need a useful idiot? I think, depending on how well this goes, 
if every interview is a real slog, it might be easier just to have a guy yeah. who I talk to instead of like. Because this will, I I want to have comics on, but I'm not friends with all the com. Like it might be someone who I like mm. doesn't necessarily mean we're friends, and they might bring some weird energy to it. Yes. So, I don't know. Yeah, who's to say this could be bad? <laughs> I can't get the tip. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so good. Head. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. But okay, so you can, a, if you don't, you can get, you can hold this, you can put it anywhere. Oh, near you your just face. want, you just want it closer to my face. You can put it, any, okay. you can take it out of the stand if you want to do like. No, 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 no. I like this. I just, I need the, I need the ability to move because of my recent procedure. I just, I'm wiggling a little bit. I didn't um, know if you wanted to talk about. We it. We can. Let's not talk about it now because I want to, I want to focus on what your plans are for this podcast. Okay, this is this is good first episode energy. Yeah. Where we talk about. We go instead of having like a fun, interesting conversation, we just start meta talking about the production and distribution of the podcast. So I've started in the last three years of my life, pretty much since the start of COVID, I've started listening to podcasts. For a long time, I just kind of thought like, do I do I need the opinion of another stand-up comedian from Arizona? You know, do I want do I care what this guy? And now obviously there's some good ones, there's some interesting ones, and so I listen. But I've my wife has really leaned into it during uh, the pandemic and she started listening to a bunch of podcasts and listened to like all the murder ones. And I've, I have found out that there's really two types of podcasts that exist now. There, well, three, there's the solo host. Mm -hmm. There is the solo host with Jamie. There's the Rogan where you're just like, Jamie, pull that up. And just, there's a guy who just doing the background work. You have to edit that out. No, this is going to be a burp-heavy mm. podcast, yeah, I'm realizing. I didn't really – Which, by I, the way, I've already finished your disgusting soda. <laughs> so it's not that bad, is it? I, I Honestly, I can't – I think, like, every time you sip it, it gets the taste out of your mouth for a second, <laughs> but then it comes flooding back. That's the plug. That is, <laughs> That's the plug. Get rid of the taste with more soda. It's like how cigarettes hurt the back of your throat, and the only way to scratch it is to smoke more cigarettes. Well, have you ever had, like, really good, like, spicy buffalo wings – and part sure. of the thing that makes you eat more of them is, like, that first bite isn't spicy. It almost kind of, like, calms the spiciness down a little bit. Like, the sauce, kind of like the, the ginger and everything floods your mouth. You're like, oh. And then it burns again, and you got to go back more. That is Mr. Q, cucumber sparkling, cucumber beverage. All natural. I find that so hard to believe. No, look at the ingredients. It's, like, water. It's cucumber. It's sugar. It says nitrate on there or something. Sparkling filtered water, uh -huh. cane sugar, uh -huh. citric acid. Yeah. And natural cucumber extract, pasteurized. That's it. This it's actually good for you. Why is it pasteurized? What does pasteurization actually mean? I don't isn't that when they boil it? I isn't thought, it pasteurization? I thought that was a milk exclusive. Thing. That's what I thought too. As the guy who only drinks soda and milk, <laughs> I, thought, I thought those were pretty exclusive. Actually, I got to do some more research. So the third type of podcast yeah. is my favorite type of podcast which is Useful Idiot Podcast, in which the host and the Useful Idiot are often both the host, but they just switch off the roles in which they have like some point they're trying to make, and the other person asks them questions that only an idiot would ask. It's like, and that's when they discovered that the Milk Fresh Farm Factory was not, in fact, pasteurizing their milk. Wait a second. What is pasteurization? I'm like, thanks. Yes, yeah, so pasteurization. You're just talking about any NPR podcast. Yes, it's just there's always some person who asks the question that they think the audience is too like they're like the audience isn't going to understand that they should be confused here. So let's have an idiot ask this, and you're going to be the idiot this time. So 
Yeah, and that's when they discovered that the police were planting evidence at the crime scene. What are the police? Yeah, so that's the police are a group of people that <laughs> we as a society. Improv. Yeah, and that's uh, well done. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. And that's my favorite kind because you listen to it and it makes the person who's the idiot that episode sound like a fucking idiot. <laughs> And then the next week, you have to listen to them give their spiel about Gaza. <laughs> you were the person last you were week who didn't last know time. what the police were. <laughs> I think the other the the podcast that I tend to enjoy is usually it's two guys and it's jock and nerd. Yeah, those are the two energies. There's guy who says like <laughs> guy who says retarded, and guy who goes, I don't like it that you just said retarded. And that's kind of their energy. Yeah. That's I, fun. I like the faux outrage. The, whoa, whoa, what are you saying? <laughs> so, I'd like to apologize for my co-host here. We don't say the R word in this household, you know. And then the other guy is, you know, hate criming someone. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. That would be fun. That would be a fun kind of podcast. Hate criming someone? Or? Hey, Mike, what is a hate crime? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, off to a good start. Yeah. Good improv. So, uh, Mike, let's hear one of your world-famous Tom, Tom Hardy impressions. impressions. So, Russell, uh, on a prior podcast we did, um, a competing podcast. I'm not sure if you yeah. want to name drop them because now you're enemies. Uh, well, they are worse. So, I'm not – Well, yes. I'm not no super – I don't want to give them It's anything. like Coca-Cola saying, like, oh, I want to name drop RC because what if I give them any credit? Yeah. If they're, they're, the, they're really the Mr. Q cucumber soda of the podcasting <laughs> world. Um, you know, Russell, uh, he, he, he got me so good. He just, we were had, we had a couple of drinks. I'd had a couple of drinks. Russell had had like half of a Diet Coke and we were doing this podcast. I'm upset that you would say Diet Coke. And Russell said out loud, he goes, oh, you know who does a great Tom Hardy impression? Mike. And I'd had just enough drinks that I was like, do I do a good Tom <laughs> Hardy impression? Cause I do like Tom Hardy. And he's like, go ahead, Mike. And I tried to do a Tom Hardy impression, and it was real bad. Because I don't think anyone does a good Tom Hardy impression. And now every time we do something, that's how you introduce me. Yeah. And I never found a funny way to riff on it or to, <laughs> to go to with it. it. I can't yes and your, your <laughs> Tom Hardy impression lies. It's one of my favorite things to do is just to give someone <laughs> improv that they didn't want or ask for. Yes. Uh, to be like, oh, so-and-so is – their favorite movie is Christmas Shoes. Go ahead, Mike. Tell them all about Christmas Shoes. <laughs> People love my, – Mike will nonstop talk about Christmas Shoes. Go ahead, Mike. Tell them all about Christmas Shoes. Christmas Shoes is a story about an uh, anthropomorphic shoe that comes to life due to a Christmas wish uh, made by the child who made the shoe in China. And his wish is to be reunited with his pear shoe um, that got shipped to America without him. And so the little Chinese slave child and the rich, um, douchey, liberal white child have to find the matching shoes. And then they discover that two people can't share uh, shoes, and so the child is deported. That's honestly – I think that would be a better movie than what Christmas Shoes really is. Is there a movie called Christmas oh, Shoes? Oh, you don't know Real Christmas Shoes? No, I don't. Real Christmas Shoes is a movie slash song about – a little boy who goes to a shoe store to buy shoes for his mom who has cancer, and he wants her to look beautiful before she dies, so he's trying to buy her Christmas shoes. But I'm that's not what the movie's about. The movie's about the guy who sells him the shoes. Does he end up and nailing the mom? What? Does he end up nailing the mom? I don't believe so. You don't what, believe so. What happens is the mom dies of cancer, and 
the point of the story is that God gave this mom cancer so that the boy would come back to the store so that the man selling the shoes would be reminded of the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> the story is God man. God gives people cancer so that you remember what Christmas is all about. 90s Christianity was wild. It was pretty good. What a wild time <laughs> to be a Christian. Man, we I mean people want to talk about what we did in like the 13th century. No, no. The 90s was our worst crime. The 90s was how many people do you think got turned off to Christianity by just Christian cinema yeah. in the 90s? What? So, okay, so the mom has cancer. Yes. Sad. Bummer. The boy wants her to look beautiful. For so, her death. For her death, which is coming up on Christmas. Right. And So he's been saving up shekels so or whatever. He's been saving up money to buy her shoes because the boy has a foot fetish. <laughs> sure. And there's nothing hotter than a dying mom in a nice pair. Like yeah. the, the black shoes with the red bottoms to it, you know? The Whoa. real F me shoes. Uh, and that's what he wants to see her. That's what he wants to see with her legs crossed in the coffin. Uh, he wants. They're going to bury her with her feet like up, like crossed, like, like she's hanging out in there. And then somehow he ropes in, uh, I assume, gruff handsome middle-aged mm. guy who owns the shoe store that maybe he didn't even really want but his dad left it to him and this guy doesn't have time just to be showing this kid who doesn't <laughs> have enough money all these shoes listen i got a business to run kid i don't care if your mom said get out of here but then he thinks about it and he remembers that his own mom died in ugly shoes and he goes out and helps <laughs> that kid he remembered jesus died with no shoes at all no shoes at all the uh, worst <laughs> the Romans did to him. They had to take him off to get the nail in because uh, he was wearing steel toes. Um, <laughs> he was a carpenter. He had to. It's an OSHA law. Um, there you go. And then you have to assume there's some sort of nice 90 sexual attraction, Christian sexual attraction between the mom and the yeah. shoe owner guy that they don't fulfill. But you know if she had made it, they would have. And you know he takes the energy and the lessons that he learned to his new future christian wife is that pretty much christmas shoes too we open <laughs> <laughs> his wife has cancer um yeah that's i think that's about it yeah that sounds that sounds terrible yeah that sounds awful have you ever seen a dead body yes i have seen a dead body i've seen two dead bodies oh which yeah. one was your favorite um i knew one of them so not that one but I did was driving down the road, and we saw a dude get hit, and the, the car spun so hard, the dude just came out the window Whoa. and, like, flopped into the street. And he was definitely dead. We were going too fast. Like, we just, like, had to keep going because there's all the traffic and stuff. But that dude was definitely dead. That dude for sure. Yeah. No, I, no idea if his shoes stayed on. <laughs> I would assume from the, the force of the whipping that he probably didn't stay on. Huh. But, yeah. Why do you ask? Uh, I forgot what we were talking cool. about. <laughs> Christmas. Sorry, I just had a flashback. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, I just uh, um, I think it's interesting. Maybe you happened upon a man in the woods. You had a you had a wild couple of years. I don't know if at any point you had happened upon a body. In I mean, a, in a in a there's a lot of you live in Denver. There's a lot of times you're walking by somebody who's like in a garbage bag, like like for warmth, but it's like over their head and just their feet are sticking out and you're kind of like that guy doesn't make is it is that guy alive if you how's he how's he how's he breathing like he's to be very very uh privileged what 
if you're homeless, you got nothing but time on your hands. Walk somewhere warmer. I don't get why you're hanging out here. Well, it's okay, so first cold. Of all, first of all, they've got more than just time on their hands. It's disgusting. <laughs> they got sores on them. They got they got all sorts of junk on their hands. But I get metaphorically, yes, they've yeah. got a lot of time on their hands. Just walk somewhere warmer. You got all the time in the world. Do you think there's ever like a homeless guy walking south and he passes like a, an, an illegal immigrant heading north and they just kind of give like a <laughs> just the two guys standing at an elevator kind of yes, <laughs> acknowledgement. Exactly. Just a guy, just like, this is your floor. This is it. This is your, <laughs> this is your state. I love – I've always wanted to have a, a elevator attendant or a bathroom <clears> attendant. <throat> I've never been in a place where I've had unnecessary attendant. Oh, like a guy? Any, any job that a droopy dog would have. <laughs> <laughs> I wa- I've never seen that guy in real life. I You never – there were like – there are some states, like stop. I think we went to like Texas or something like that, or maybe it was Louisiana. And there was just like an old, just like an old, like half blind dude in the bathroom who you would just give him a dollar and he would hand you a wintergreen mint. And that was like his whole thing. That was his, just it. Was he an employee or just a guy? I don't know. I don't know. Like he was just, he was wearing a dress, like a suit coat, like a sports coat over a t shirt and jeans. And he had like the fedora, like a black hat, which kind of fit with like the restaurant bar club thing but he he just he didn't say anything it's just like and you just give him the dollar and you see other people doing it so everyone kind of just gets in a line after you go to the bathroom and he gives you one individually wrapped winter agreement i'm always looking for a good like get rich quick scheme that's not a bad idea i mean how long could i how long before the broadmoor kicks me out <laughs> from just hanging out in any one of the numerous bathrooms with just mints and a handout didn't, I like, mean, Oregon recently – I think it's Oregon, like, recently made it, like, legal where you can pump your own gas? Yeah. Like, yeah, only, yeah. like, last year you still had, like, a gas attendant. There was a place in Denver that, like, I pulled up and I got out and, like, I couldn't get the pumps to work. I could not figure out what was going on. And I go and I'm like, I think your pumps are broken. She goes, no, I have to pump your gas here. And I said, what? And she goes, yeah, I have to pump your gas. I'll be out in about five minutes. I said, what are you talking about? I just I just left, obviously. <laughs> because like who in the world has time for that? But yeah, there is there's a weird you know, everyone's getting into AI. We're all going, you know, you know, every all like we're gonna all gonna lose our jobs. Unless we just decide no, unless we just decide like, oh, if there is a job where somebody answers questions, it has to be a person. Yeah. And we could be like Star Wars. That's the reason in Star Wars everyone's pushing buttons and pulling just one switch to run a spaceship. It's a union gig. Yeah, it's a union <laughs> gig. Because in They're Star the only Wars, ones who are allowed to press that button. In Star Wars, they built a bunch of spaceships powered by AI, and they all flew off. They all just disappeared, and they don't know where they are. And so they're like, no, we can't do that anymore. We're a humanist society now. We just have people doing these jobs. So everyone – it's like a – yeah, it's like an old union factory job. I think what you're describing is <coughs> either Dune – or Warhammer 40K. But that is a that is a sci-fi universe somewhere where it's like we only use humans because no, the AI No, that's Star Wars. Up. That is Star Wars. I'm telling you. I don't remember if it's the old Legends or what. They built AI spaceships, and all the AI spaceships were like peace, and they all flew out into space. And now they're like this looming threat, and they have no idea, and this was like a 1,000 years ago. So now they just have humans doing that. Maybe that is Star Wars or uh, 40K too. But yeah. No, I think it's Dune. Because in Dune, right, isn't it like to travel – through like to go to warp speed you gotta feed a guy drugs enough you gotta give him spice yeah Yeah. you you give a guy spice enough who starts to become a worm but he's piloting the ship and he's half man half worm 
and he's it's not even like it's magic it's just that he's smart enough to fly the ship because of all the spice that his brain can I like the idea of this just taken to like no 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 more AI Siri is not allowed to give directions anymore you've got a guy <laughs> you got a guy you have to give him so much coke that he can he can <laughs> just tells you he's like left 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 <laughs> He guides you from Oregon. You can go 160 miles an hour. <laughs> you get to Denver in 20 minutes with this guy. And it's impossible. Are you going to look at a map? No. <laughs> you have to hire somebody from the Spice Guild, which is just homeless people that we've trained <laughs> to navigate for you. I. That's good. <clears throat> that's good for the economy. Yeah. It's good for homelessness. Gives them all jobs. What do you, do you think? You, I mean, I think I know your opinion. Okay. But what do you think about legalizing all drugs? I this is a great question. I'm glad that we're gonna get <laughs> let's, I let's like, start political. I also like the podcast in which the host is the one who gets interviewed <laughs> yeah, the entire yeah, time. Yeah. Because the whole This is more is, about me. You're than supposed anything. to be interesting. I'm listening to your podcast. I'm just here to be like fodder. I'm just here to like give people a reason to, to This is my ship. Yeah, this is your ship. What do you think about legalizing all the drugs? I think if it's just hurting you, then I don't see – like, it's it, even if it's the worst mistake you could make, if it's just hurting you, I don't think you should, like, go to prison for it. Mm. If you end up dead in a ditch, that's kind of on you because you did too much heroin or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's the idea of, like, okay, a guy is going to come to your house with a gun – and tell you not to do that anymore. Is it worth potentially shooting a person over, like, smoking pot? Is that worth shooting a person over? I don't think so. Like, cocaine or heroin, whatever it is. You're pro- it's, have you ever seen the videos where, like, someone's about, they have a gun to their head, or they're about to jump off the roof, and the police are there, and they have guns drawn on the guy? Yep. <clears throat> like, if you don't stop trying to kill yourself right now, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot the hell out of you. (laughs) You get down off that ledge right now. I'm going to blow you away. That's what it is to me. Like, if you don't stop killing yourself, we're going to come to your house and kick the door down and probably – we're going to kill you if you don't stop killing yourself. Mm. I get that. If it's hurting other people, that's bad. Like, maybe it is, like, distribution – I don't know. Maybe it's, like, distribution is illegal, but doing the drugs is not – illegal i don't know i haven't thought it through enough but if you're only hurting yourself then i don't really care you should be able to make bad choices yeah, you should it should be legal to make stupid choices in yes. your life oh it definitely is legal i mean yeah i don't i i was <clears throat> of the same opinion until very recently i think and i'm also if it's just hurting you sure go ahead no longer it doesn't matter but i'm like can you really do heroin for a long time and not hurt other people? Is there anyone out there who's done heroin for a long time? Besides, like, that one college professor who does it, like, uh, like he's, like, lives the perfect life for it or whatever. Like, there's a reason you can't go into Target and get soap anymore. You have to call an attendant to come and unlock the soap for you. It's because there's a guy out there doing a bunch of heroin who's now stealing the soap. It's yeah. because, and look, most of those people in these cities, like, Ontario, I think it was a Quebec or Ontario, legalized everything. Society fell apart. Uh, Oregon has done it. Society has fallen apart. I'm beginning to think like I was a big – I'm a big libertarian for the most part, but I'm kind of like maybe some people do need a little bit of authority in their life. Maybe there there's some people that really do benefit very well and very much from guardrails. And I was, 
I think it's fine if you can do heroin and there's no negative effects for anyone and then one day you burst into flames. That's okay. But if you can't do heroin and then one day if you do a bunch of heroin and then the next day I can't buy soap, I don't want you doing heroin anymore. It's really inconveniencing me and I don't want to be inconvenienced by your heroin usage. Or anything, I don't want to clean, I don't want to step in shit on the sidewalk. I don't want to be forced to put up with Mr. Q's cucumber sodas anymore. This was not invented by a sober person. And I, I don't know, I thought that was, that was my respond. <laughs> Good. Um, uh, uh, the first time I think I ever talked to you, yeah, semi-related, uh, was when I worked at Comedy Works. Yes. You probably don't remember this. No. Uh, it was like 2017 or 2018. And uh, I thought you were very funny. And I liked your – this is when you were going full tilt. I'm a Republican yeah. comedy. Yeah. And you summer. came up to the front desk to get like a, a ticket validation. And I said something about seizing the means of production to you. <laughs> And you went, you're talking to the wrong guy. And then you just kind of kept walking. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I blew it. I blew it with the cool guy from Colorado Springs, the one cool guy we have. It was At the time, it was you and Callan. Those were the two guys from Colorado Springs God. who were cool at Comedy Works. Callan is cool, isn't he? Yeah. Callan is cool as fuck. Callan's the best. Every time I see that dude, I think, like, I don't, I don't know why that dude's talking to me. That dude is so cool. Callan's – one of Callan's favorite hobbies – uh, is to when I'm hosting at Looney's, is to get wasted, and then in between my sets try to ask me questions about Christ. <laughs> there was one where I'm like I'm walking back to like walk back on stage, uh, and he's like, "Hey Russell," I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Bible's got a lot to say about slavery." And I'm like, "I don't have time <laughs> right now, Callan. I don't have like a ton of time to go through this with you." Uh, Oh, I love I love talking to Callan. Can you do a good Callan Reese impression? Can you do a good Callan Reese impression? No, uh, uh, Thad does a great one. What is a I what does like Callan say? I have to just say one of his punchlines. So, uh, who's throwing bones? Cause I'm catching something like that. That's not great. That's all. That's not. That's not, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, now you do Tom Hardy. No, I'm not. <laughs> do. Yeah. Uh, of now I can't think of any of his punchlines. I don't even know what to say. Masturbating on a motorcycle. Yeah, masturbating on a motorcycle. I don't know. No, and that's Matthew Conhay. That's <laughs> yeah, you're going. <clears throat> um, turns out working Walmart is just the same as working anywhere. You know, you can't piss there. <laughs> is that one of his I don't jokes? Know. That's, we, did, we did a show where uh, a bunch of us all had to do each other's acts. Yeah. And Callan, even though we had a group thread, we've been talking about this for two months. We got there, and Callan somehow had no idea this was, this was the topic. This was the theme of the show. Classic Callan. <laughs> he had no idea. So he just got on stage, and he was supposed to be Tracy Kellett. So he's got on stage. He had a Bud Light shirt on because that's what gays loved at the time. <laughs> and he was just like, I'm a 30-year-old lesbian. <laughs> I'm a 30-year-old lesbian. <laughs> he just did that for about two minutes. And when he got off, we're like, Callan, you could have just said, like, any of Tracy's jokes. And he's like, I don't watch her act. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's actually that's – that's, that's a really good Callan Reese impression. That was pretty good? That's very good. Real mullet kid on Instagram. I there think we go. Thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Thad did, Thad did Callan. He did, did it perfect. I want to do that again. I want to do uh, – uh, 
I really want to do it because Johnny Bratz being headlined. So we all did each other. And then Johnny didn't technically have to do anybody, uh, but he did John Rummery, and he just breathed really hard and limped. <laughs> just a sick move. <laughs> he told no jokes. He just breathed really hard and limped. Um, Damn, Johnny's so funny, too. But I want to I wanna follow Johnny so that I have to do my impression of him. And then I just want to bring any black guy on stage with me and just have him say all the words I can't do. I just want to do my impression of Johnny and just pass the microphone over. I think it's a really The ultimate move. loophole. Yep, it's the ultimate loophole, especially if you've paid him in some way. <laughs> some reparations. Some sort of reparations, and then he just says it for you. No, he's on our team. <laughs> we don't have Which to pay him reparations. <laughs> Johnny. Johnny, Johnny will tell you he's yeah, on our team. Johnny's he's yeah. the bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> He'll tell you he's on our team. <laughs> So to continue what I think is probably the best idea of interviewing you, because this is the first one, and now people get to know you. Yeah. Uh, people are clicking because they go, the Mike Hammock? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're clicking on there and go, who's this little guy he's got next to him? Yeah, my, uh, my open bar comedy special is uh, going to be filmed January 13th at Looney's in Colorado Springs. Um, Say it any quieter so the microphone can't pick it up. My. <clears throat> I can do the NPR. Uh, my open bar comedy special January thirteenth in Colorado Springs. Do you have a? Do you get to name it, or do they name it? I don't know. Do you have a name? Because you kind of blew one already. Yeah, I did Charm Offensive, and uh, I couldn't use any of that footage. Um, listen to Charm Offensive on Spotify. on Spotify or Apple Music or any of those things. Uh, I've never asked you, and I'm going to do it now on the public record. Did that go well? Like, yeah. View yeah. like listens wise. Oh, did did it actually? No, okay. no, God no! <laughs> I've never God, asked no. you because I was afraid to ask. To both of you out there listening, I really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I God, I did no. the thing where like I just put it on silent on repeat for like two days, I'm, and then I imagine your monetary your your ad revenue dropped right after I, I stopped playing it on repeat. No ability to market. I have no ability to network or advertise. The only good thing, the only thing about stand up that I'm good at is stand up, and that is it. So if this doesn't get me where I need to be, I'm going to go home and put a gun in my mouth. Um, <laughs> You've been threatening it for a while. Yeah, as soon as I can afford a gun, I'm going to get one. Uh, <laughs> you got to get enough I need streams. These sales <laughs> I need the to sales to kill myself. To kill myself. <laughs> so uh, you're from Colorado Springs. I'm from Colorado Springs. You live in Colorado Springs. I live in Colorado Springs. You, you went to CSCS. I, I went to CSCS. Yes, we're pretty much the same person. Yeah. Uh, do you regret where you've ended up in life at this point? Oh, this is great with my wife and daughter on the other side of that door. Yeah, um, but I've met your wife and daughter, so you can answer honestly. <laughs> um, no, I would have. I think. I think years ago. Well, I I didn't start. By the time I started comedy, uh, it was too late to do this. But we wanted to like move to Denver or move out of state at some point. Um, but now it's now it's too late to do it because mm -hmm. all my babysitters live here. Mm -hmm. So I think pre kid, um, slash pre comedy because I was only doing I only started stand up like three months before Lydia got pregnant or gave birth or something like that. Is that related? Um, Did she probably. see you do stand up? And for she the was first like, time "Wow, like, we <laughs> her ovaries just went into overdrive." No, she's she's never ovaries been... more like under me's. Am I right? Come on. <laughs> More like over hards because we can't get pregnant. Those things are boiled. Mine was better. Keep going. <laughs> right? Um, so, yeah, I think I think I would have liked to have moved earlier in my life. Uh, I don't want to die in this coal mine town of mm. ours. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, no. Just out here mining for heathen <laughs> souls. Yeah. 
Um, on that, no, I'm pretty happy with everything else other than uh, I wish I would have moved sooner. But now I'm here, and now I'm just the the sixth best comedian in Colorado Springs. Who are the Who are the five above you? Do you think? I don't want to go on public record. Do you want me to say out loud who I think is better than you? Yeah. Nobody, because I don't want you to lose faith in yourself, Russell. What if that's where we ended it? <laughs> that's the end of the pod. <laughs> we just have cool music. It freeze frames. Yeah. Oh, are you doing that? <laughs> okay. Um, I was thinking on the way over here. I was like, what do you always talk about? You're always, obviously, we're going to talk about stand-up. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Colorado Springs comedy scene and all of that. You and me always ended up talking about right-wing politics. So no, we're not doing that, that this I'm time. Trying to we're stay not that. doing that this time. I think you even asked me about drugs kind of tilted into that a little bit but i think this might be the furthest the longest we've ever talked i know we're doing so ourselves. good we're doing so good my my fitbit is tracking all of this it's phenomenal <laughs> your heart rate is my through heart the rate roof. is 82 <laughs> it's very high right now trying to keep it all under control um <clears throat> what was i going to say i was going to talk about we're oh Carter springs comedy i was talking to another comic here in town and I was giving him advice because he's thinking about moving away to do comedy somewhere else because that's all you can do. Is it our baby boy? It is our baby boy. Of course, it's Jason. And you can't do stand-up in Colorado Springs professionally. You just can't. You can't live here and be a professional comic. And he asked me, he goes, well, you seem to do pretty well. And I said, yeah, but that's because I have made a deal with comedy. I, me and comedy got together and we agreed that I would give comedy two to three nights a week and in return – I would look pretty good compared to everyone else in Colorado Springs. That's what I get out of comedy. Money, no. Per professional advancement, no. Um, access to interesting people, sex or drugs, zero. But I look pretty good compared to most of the Colorado Springs comics. And that's not to say you're that sandbagging. They, that's not to say <laughs> that they're not funny or not great, but they you're, live in Colorado Springs, and there are so only you so move many opportunities. to a to a C market. Yes, <laughs> just to <laughs> just to sandbag. Yes, I'm a B minus and a C plus market. Yeah, and that's that's what it is. And I think anyone who really wants to do comedy should treat comedy like it's like imagine if comedy was your job, and you told your boss like I can only work two nights a week for four hours or for two hours. But I'd also like you to give me all the money I need to live and to travel and to be recognized for this job that I'm doing. There's no job in the world that lets you do that. You've got to go somewhere where you can work five, six nights, seven nights a week. And, uh, yeah, that's always – so, anyway, he was asking me, do I regret not leaving Colorado Springs? And a little part of me is like, yeah, but same thing. I've got a wife and a kid and a house, and I've pretty much made my peace with comedy. I am the Deacon Gray of Colorado Springs. I will <laughs> die in this town. But in my way Riddled wake, with AIDS. <laughs> we don't know that. In my wake, like, one of you little monsters is going to make it. Like, one of you is going to make it, and I'm going to be like, I did that. You just want credit. I made Jason Alexander. <laughs> I'm, already, I'm already planning on taking credit for Trenton Cotton. I, I fully, fully plan to go to any podcast I can and be like, yeah, Trenton was nothing before he met me. <laughs> he would be nothing without me. I'm the only one who gave him confidence, and quite frankly, I gave him most of his good tags. And uh, he also dressed horribly before I told him to put on that black coat that he wears all the time. So, yeah. I can't think of what he – I can't think of him before the black coat. Yeah, there was no Trenton before the black coat. <laughs> <laughs> 
Trenton actually wasn't even his name. Trenton is he misunderstood when I said trench coat, and so he just started. He's going like, "Oh, Trenton coat." That's 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 a stage. That's name. his stage name. That's now. A cool black comic yep. stage name. Trenton coat. Yep. <laughs> if you had a black stage name in the black comedy scene, if you were if you moved down to Atlanta, uh, it'd be like Banana Hammock. Banana Hammock's too easy because my middle initial is B. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's Michael B. Hammock, and ever the joke. I I literally I call you Michael B. Hammock like to Lydia. As a joke, just because it's funny to use a whole name, and also I'm thinking of Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, I didn't realize your middle name was actual B. Yeah, it's Brendan. Oh. Michael Brendan Hammock. Um, banana did get thrown around a lot from like two clever kids in middle school, but then we went to CSCS, so everyone was like, "Oh, it's kind of cr- <laughs> it's kind of pushing a line. We don't want to, we don't want to upset anyone." <laughs> I, got, I got taken to the principal's office once because I had a T-shirt just had a saltine on it that said "cracker" underneath. <laughs> that became a big brouhaha at CSCS. Didn't you get expelled from CSCS? Technically. I didn't get expelled. So eighth grade graduation. <coughs> uh, so, like, I graduated from middle school there, and I was not allowed to come back for high school. Yeah, that's expelled. I guess so. It was, yeah. like, in between seasons. If they don't redraft you, you know, I don't know how football works. I was about to go into it. I don't know how <laughs> drafting works in any sport in any aspect. But, yeah, I did the thing in, like, uh, when you graduate, where it's like I had taro, I had a tearaway suit on that my mom had to go to a like stripper website, like stripper <laughs> supply website to get for a little boy, which they so make strip to strippersstripaways dot com, and then goes to the child section of strippersstripaways dot <laughs> exactly. com. She clicks buff little boys, <laughs> and then. So I did that, and I had, like, Superman suit underneath, and I like saluted the crowd. I threw my eighth grade diploma because. That's not a diploma. I, like, threw it. I saluted everyone, and I, like, ran out. I was like, that's a fun little eighth-grader boy move. And then they were like, that caused so much. Like, it's a security concern. Who knows what you could have had under those. It's a security concern. I tried to go back just to, like, hang out with my friends during lunch in high school. I had a little uh, I had a little moped. So I drove up on my little moped thinking, this is the coolest anyone's ever looked. So I drove up during lunch, and I tried to walk over to my friend's. And I get stopped by, like, the principal, and he's like, hey, you're actually not allowed to be here. You're technically a security concern. Like, I'm like, oh, I can go sign at the office. And he's like, no, you can't. We can't have you back here. He's, like, pulling on your clothes to make sure they're not going to tear away at any moment. I asked. I'm like, well, can I at least go say goodbye? And he's like, no, you just got to go. So I just got turned away, and then I took my moped. And cried. And wept. (laughs) (laughs) Just weeping on a moped? Is I felt so cool driving up there, driving back down was not a sick look. And then I'm wearing a safe, I'm wearing a helmet, obviously for safety. So it's just fogging up because of all the tears. So I'm reckless driving. Uh, That's so good. <laughs> that sucks so bad. Wouldn't it be? I think if you wanted to prevent security risk, you should make everyone wear tearaway clothing. If at any point you're concerned somebody has a gun, you can just rip off their clothes. <laughs> Let me check and just search them immediately. I guess they once. I'm, my my legacy I left at CSCS. Uh, There's still a sign that says no tearaways. Well, they, like, for a while they were, like, tugging on people's clothes at graduation just to give it, like, a, a quick check. Which is the most, like, pedophile move there is. Just, like, making sure these don't Are come your clothes off. secure? <laughs> Let me get a Does that shirt that. come off easy? Yeah. Wow. So that's my that's my big claim to fame. That's that's, that's living in Colorado Springs, baby. That's all the bad stuff I got up to. That is. I left CSES in fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. Homeschooled for a year at New Life Church. Shout out to New Life Church. 
terrible place. And then I went to TCA. You also wept. You wept at uh, New Life Church. Yeah, I got into a fight at New Life Church. I know. It's, not one, of my, re- not it's one of my favorite stories of yours. I uh, went to the Wednesday night youth group, like every other teenager in Colorado Springs at New Life Church, for like some point. I think I must have been a sophomore in high school, something like that. And I was sitting there, and there was a kid who had used to, like he went to my school like the year before or something, Andrew Preciado. Andrew Preciado. I love this being a real first name, last name call people out podcasts that also we drink soda pops that's yeah. fun i like this i want this to get back to andrew preciato andrew preciato and his friend jt whose name i did not real name i do not know um they were sitting behind me in this big like there's like 500 kids in this thing it's huge and everyone's singing or doing whatever and they're like flicking me in the back of the head or they're hitting me in the back of the head with something and i remember sitting there like i kept turning around and be like stop it knock it off knock it off and eventually i turn around and go if you do that one more time I'm going to suck you in the mouth. And then I turn back around, and I hear them kind of laughing at me for saying, like, sock you. Like, what is this, 1922? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm a Christian kid from Colorado Springs. I don't know how to threaten people. I don't know how to talk trash. Yeah. And so I, he, he goes up, and he, he, I, I, hear, no, I hear him talking to, to JT. And JT's like, do it, do it. And he goes, no, no, no. And he goes, he's not going to do anything. And the second I heard that, I, now just, you have to, I yeah. knew in my soul, I was like, I have to do something. It doesn't matter what the consequences are. I have to do something. And so he flicks me in the back of the head, and I just black out. I just literally – I turn around. I jump out of my chair over onto him, knock him out of his folding chair, and just start punching him. And even in my rage, I know not to hit him in the face because I'm like, I don't want to get in trouble. It's just so in the I'm chest. just stress-sobbing, punching this kid in the chest as hard as I can. Like every YouTube video you see now, every TikTok you see now in which a kid isn't wearing the right shoes, you know, in Baltimore just gets the shit beat out of him. I'm just punching and punching and sobbing. And eventually somebody pulls me off of him. They take me out. I'm crying. And I explain to the guy, like, he hit me in the back of the head. And the guy's like, oh, you calm down. You come back in whenever you want. And then Andrew was banned forever. Wow. They excommunicated him from New Life Church. Whoa. Yeah. So he survived the shooting, actually. So that actually <laughs> worked out in his favor. That was actually kind of a boon for him. I don't know what ha- – I have to assume that Andrew went to jail. I have to because he was just that kind of kid. Because I remember after that, I was the talk of the school. I was – everyone was like, Mike beat up a kid in church, and he didn't even get in trouble. And they're like, Andrew's going to come to the school and fight you. And even then, in like, like at 14, I was like, no, he's not. Andrew's not going to come here and try to fight me. And so I just well, thought, is his mom <laughs> going to drop him off for exactly. a fist fight? I was like, what is he going to do? Leave school in the middle of the day, get a ride over here, find me in class, and then fist fight me in get English? Get a cab? Yeah. So I, I, that was like, that was honestly a peak moment for me. Nothing is funnier than fighting and crying. Oh, my gosh. It's, <laughs> it's the only to, way I know how to fight. To win and to be throttling. Like, the image of you choking him to death. <laughs> the life is leaving his eyes, and you're just weeping. On top of him. So cinematic, your tears are hitting his eyes and rolling down his cheek. I think that's a sign you're a comic. I think if you can fight somebody (laughs) in in any emotional state besides absolute just stressed out terror and fear and anger and sadness, you're you're, you're not meant to be a comic. That's like you – yeah, I don't – I have never fought anybody without crying. There's only been two, but still. I've never been in like a real-life fist fight. Yeah. I'd like to be. 
I want to know what kind of man I am. Man, the urge to just sweep this off the table right now. <laughs> go at just it. Just go at you right there was so high. It's the, like, every night before bed, I think about it. It's every th- night? Every single night before bed, I think about, like, okay, let's say I'm in the mall. <laughs> <laughs> let's say I'm hanging out in the mall. There's bandits in the mall. <laughs> the mall's just roaming with bandits at this point. <laughs> I'm in the mall, and I bump into a biker gang member at at Stacy's. Is there is there a particular gang that you that you like to fight? Bulky, just any bulky. kind of bulky gang member. I don't know uh, who he is, but he wears husky. <laughs> but I think about like, okay, what do I do? Am I am I can I can I keep my distance? Are we keeping the standing? Do I take him down to the ground? But if I take him down to the ground, are his friends going to come kick me in the head? Or because they're gang members, do they actually have some weird sense of code and honor and they wouldn't step into the fight? If I try to choke this guy out, is he actually secretly? Because you don't know it is like is he secretly a jujitsu black belt and he's going to choke me out? So no, I got to keep this standing. But also, I've never punched a person <laughs> in my life. I used to, maybe I've told you this before, I used to only buy jeans that would let me do the splits. <laughs> yes, I forgot about that. <laughs> so in case I needed to kick someone <laughs> in the face, I thought in a, in a survival setting, I would, throw, I would simply throw uh, Shawn Michaels' sweet chin music and just drill someone in the chin with a kick. Um, I used to, I'd never wear, wore sandals. I only wear closed-toed shoes in case someone tries to rape me. And I'm on gravel. Now I'm trying to run on gravel with sandals, with flip-flops. That's not happening. Closed-toed shoe. Um, so, yeah, I think a lot about fist-fight scenarios. Every night you think about a fist-fight scenario. Pretty much, I think, every single night. So sometimes you'll be, you'll be in bed, and Lydia will just, like, put her hand on your leg, and you'll just roll away and go, not yet. <laughs> I'm not ready yet. No, it wasn't. When we were you first can only married. have me if I win this fight in my head. <laughs> when we were first married – there were multiple mornings where I almost hit her in the face because she'd be like, good morning, sweetheart. Because ah, ah, ah. I wasn't used to having someone around, and I was just real. When I, when I got – like, I trained myself. I trained my body to when I get scared, it's just throw hands, which I've uh, – uh, I almost kicked a pregnant woman in the chest once. How did you train your body for this? Every time I get scared, even if it was after the fact, it was like, ah. Even if the moments pass, you still throw the punch, and eventually it just becomes when you feel that feeling, you throw the punch as an instinct. I just imagine you going to, like, every Halloween, like, rolls around, you're like, it's training season. And you just <laughs> go to a haunted house, and you're just walking around with, like, the karate-ready stance. Have you ever seen those videos of, like, people who go to a haunted house? And just and deck then, the dude. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. I saw one recently where a guy, like, ran out through the parking lot to, like, some ghoul in the street. He's like, don't scare my girlfriend. And then he hit her. <laughs> hit, like, the ghoul, which was a woman, and just, like, beat her up. He was like, you don't scare my girlfriend. It's like, why are you going to the haunted house <laughs> if you're like, don't scare my girlfriend? I feel like all of those people fly frontier. I feel like the entire energy contained in a haunted house person who punches the ghouls, they just leave that haunted house, get on a flight, a frontier flight back home, and just fight their whole way. I don't know. Who Do you know anyone? in your social circle who would be someone who would work at a haunted house yeah dude cut those people out of your life (laughs) you do not need them i can't think of a single person that i would consider a friend no no would work at a haunted house not somebody i would consider a friend okay but there are plenty of people 
in the col- the comedy community who would work I'm pretty sure who do work at haunted <laughs> <Yeah>. houses <laughs> this like is, this is their big break this I mean yeah I mean I'm, I'm scary not, woman I'm not gonna six. be mean and name names but like I, I, I think if you if you go outside of any comedy club and look at somebody smoking a cigarette, that person will 90% of the time work at a haunted house in the off-season or a spirit Halloween store. Right? I I think there's certain things that as an adult I'm very I'm very judgmental about other adults that maybe I necessarily shouldn't be. Drinking, doing drugs, you're better than that. Come on. Knock it off. Yeah, you've, nev- you've never done a hard drug before. Seeing have you? seeing a forty year old wasted, come on, get it together, figure it out. Sure, there are things like adult over twenty five. Halloween's your favorite holiday. Come on, come on, that's <sighs> pedophile stuff. Yeah, that's theater kid stuff. There is. There's a third one rule of three for comedy. There's somebody but, on my street right around the corner, like not on my street. I feel like go up. Towards the gas station. They always live closer to the gas station than you. And they love Halloween. They love it. But all of their Halloween decorations, like 90% of them are homemade. It's like they took plywood and cut it into the shape of Chucky's head and, like, drew his head on and spray painted it themselves. And it's always way too violent. That's almost scarier. I, it, it is. <laughs> and then it's homemade Chucky doll. It's still it's up. so much scarier. It's still up in their yard. And it's like their yard is always huge, and it's a mixture of dirt and grass, you know. And it's like this big hill up to their crappy mm. house. And it has four cars in the parking lot and an RV that do never Do they moves. have the do not tread on me flag? They do not because they're not uh, political, obviously. Okay, they're, yeah. they're right down the they, middle. That's, that would take too much time away from Halloween. <laughs> um, and it's just like homemade. I have a theory that anyone who's really into a nightmare before Christmas is a bad person. <sighs> You've told me this before. Yeah. I have some really bad news. You can't be. No, 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 no. My sweet, sweet baby girl was recently exposed to a nightmare before Christmas. Your daughter or your lady on the side? (laughs) Michael, (laughs) we talked about this. This is not pod material. It's me. (laughs) Um, No, Vi recently got super into Nightmare Before Before Christmas. And And I think about your one joke every – Hey, I remember like, oh, Nightmare Before Christmas isn't that bad. Listening to the songs, the music is bad. Yeah, the songs are trash. There's not a banger in this soundtrack. <laughs> but I always think about your joke, and not even the whole joke, just this, like, you can't judge a book by its cover unless that book has a picture of the guy from The Nightmare Before Christmas on it. Yep. That's so funny. I think about it every time she watches this. I'm like, God, I know exactly what kind of woman you're going to grow up into. If Just you from watching don't this movie. curtail this in some way, she is going to weigh 900 pounds. She will have a Jack Skellington on her thigh-sized arm. And she will constantly, constantly be getting railed over and over again by dudes who weigh half of her. That's the future if you don't stop What color this. are those guys? They're all white. Okay. They're all white. <laughs> okay, so we got, we got something going for us. Something's going all right. It's not as bad. All right, so it is I, – I have just – have you ever – it's it's like in movies and in Hollywood, people who do a lot of drugs and are very successful exist. Like you can take, take Joe Rogan as an example. Dude does a bunch of DMT and a bunch of shrooms and a bunch of weed. 
wildly successful person. But the average person that you meet who does anywhere close to that is always a mess. Every time I've ever met somebody who's like, you should really try shrooms. It, you know, it'll fix all the problems in your life. It'll fix all your, your mental issues. It brings you closer to God. I'm like, you don't seem very close to God. You seem very close to a complete nervous breakdown. Why would I take the advice that you give kind of a thing? That's the Jack Skellington of the of the non-drug world. That is like the first indicator. You know, if your kid starts starts uh, saying from the river to the sea, you're kind of like, mm, maybe this is something I should look into. Maybe this is like a sign of something bigger that's wrong. Jack Skellington is the from the river to the sea of the Disney world. Oh, that sign says from the river to the sea, but it says a lot of things in Arabic that I can't read. Yeah. Let me go ahead and translate that real quick. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. it's not looking so good for old Russell. Yeah. <laughs> I think school should have to tell you if your kids start switching their gender or if your kid starts talking about a nightmare before Christmas. I don't think that's something teachers should keep from their parents. <laughs> we made it 55 minutes <laughs> we before we started. We, we were almost to the end before... <laughs> Are we only doing an hour? We I think an hour is. I think I think the artificial cutoff is too soon. I I originally thought like this, this should be like twenty five minutes. This no. should be like real quick and easy. When I did, um, when I officially did uh, the Beanie Boys, um, one time. There's so many times I did it before and it went bad every time. Uh, they don't know how to do audio. They don't know how to do video. They forget to turn the microphones on. Man, a real were, shoddy operation. You were just burning bridges here. That's I, I can't believe you would say such cruel things about Thad B, Cameron McCam- Cameron McKenzie, Joe Bruno, and the Beanie Boys production at Colorado Springs, Colorado. Get your audio issues together, guys. Turn on all the microphones all the time. That's all you have to do. I started. I started my own show. I started Pikes Punks just because everyone else did a bad job at yeah. doing a local showcase, and it made me mad enough. So I'm like, "Fine, I'll do it. I'll do it myself." That's w- mostly what this is. I imagine you. I just want good video, good audio. As Liam Neeson from The Gray, but instead of being hunted by wolves, you're being hunted by shitty comedy shows. <laughs> and at the very end, the shitty comedy shows have cornered you at say. Train wreck, the bar that you can't do a show at because somebody else is doing a show there now. I emailed them every like two months. And you take a bunch of Mr. Q cucumbers bottles and you shatter them and you're just taping them to your hand and you say, Fine, I'll do it myself. And then you go host Pike's Punks. Is that what the gray is? The gray? Yeah. The, I remember the, <clears throat> the advertising of the gray was like, and this is old news now. This is real topical. The gray was like, Watch Liam Neeson kill a wolf with his bare hands. Pretty much. And then I never saw the movie, so I have zero opinion on this. From what I've heard of people, it's like, watch Liam Neeson be cold for an hour and 45 minutes. Also, at one point, there's a wolf, and he kind of just scares it off. The Grey is about a bunch of dudes who get into a plane wreck in Alaska, and they're they're being hunted by wolves that are coming to eat the bodies. And they have to hike out, and they don't know if they're hiking – deeper into wolf territory in which it'll get worse and they'll probably all die or out of wolf territory and so as they're hiking mishaps happen guys fall off cliffs and the Mm. wolves that are kind of just tracking them start eating them and pull a guy out of the firelight and the whole movie is about liam neeson like praying to god help me help me help me help me and then by the end of the movie it's just liam neeson and he has this kind of realization that no help is coming and he's just like i will do it myself and so he does like and then it goes from like this quiet horrifying somber look at the inhumanity of nature 
into MacGyver. And then you just he hear, like, a sick like, bass, like, da na 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 like, <laughs> he starts, like, the little liquor bottles on planes. New like, metal starts playing. They make those out of glass. All of a sudden, he's, like, shattering them and taping them between his knuckles. And this big wolf comes over, and he's like, come on, you son of a bitch. And, like, that's where the movie ends. Oh, so you didn't even get to see the fight. Well, then, it, like, was the I main think point it's of the, the post-credit scene. It, like, shows him and the wolf, like, embraced. Like, you don't know who's dead or who's alive. And then one of – you can't tell if it's the wolf breathing or if it's him moving his arm, but one of them makes it. I I think the post credit scene, punching up through a grave is a wolf's paw. <laughs> <laughs> Any post credit scene – I really want that to be the end of Oppenheimer. It like <laughs> – the mid credit scene is it pushes into a foggy gravestone, and the, the gravestone just says, Adolf Hitler. And then you see a, a bony hand punch up through – and then it cuts to black. Oh my god! Just just a wolf in a meadow somewhere. <laughs> just a wolf, just like walking around a meadow, and then a hand bursts from its stomach. <laughs> or you just see like an eye open. That that's always the post credit scene: is a hand coming out or an <laughs> eye opening. But yeah, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> I would Mecha soldier. love love to see that. And so would a lot of people today in today's politics. They'd love to see Hitler come back, wouldn't they? <laughs> For one more shot at For it. For one more shot at it. Did you ever think, as a Jew, you would see this much anti-Semitism? I, I'm Jewish on a technicality. Also, and I have. Why is it called Semitism? I don't know. What's a sem? I've never, I have I do have over there I do have a book that is Judaism for dummies is it? that I've never cracked open. Is there time. another kind? Come on, I got you so good. I'm sorry. I, I respect Israel has a right to exist. <laughs> but seriously, no. I don't know. I don't know why it's called Zion. I don't know any of these things. That's I think just the, a biblical. I think it's just the name. But like I was trying to think of a term for that's the same thing and I can't think of anything off the top of my head now cuz I'm nervous. But why did you ever think you would see this much anti-Semitism? No, there is. So now we're now we're. And getting are you worried that it's going to affect the numbers of this podcast? It has been affecting my closer. Which ones? Which ones your closer? Uh, Jewish people make. Oh noise. yeah, make some noise. Yeah, oh, that must be murdering right now. No, it's actually people are really dialing back on it. Oh. I did. Um, I did my first don't tell show, uh, uh, and uh. went pretty good. Went pretty good. Um, January sixth. Oh really? Yep. Oh, your anniversary. Yep. <laughs> your most favorite day. That's, that's why uh, they wanted me. And, uh, yeah, everything was going good. I did a couple new stuff. It was, everything was going great. And at the end, I got to, like, Jewish people make some noise. See how quiet that gets? Still quiet. Oh. And I'm like, uh, when you hear Jewish people make some noise, that's just that's just a dog whistle for identify yourself, Yudin. All right, well, I guess I'm going to leave on that. Like, it was going so well right until Jew stuff. Everyone backed off. So that I haven't really felt any anti-Semitism, but my clothes like, is not doing as good, and that's just as I bad. I feel like that's the history of the Jews entirely. It was going so well until, until the real <laughs> – until that thing until right at the end. Until date in history. <laughs> I, going back, I hate it when podcasts bring up a thing. And they never get back to it. And 25 minutes later, you're, the podcast just ends. You're like, but I wanted to get the end of that thing. Yes. No one cares. I did the Beanie Boys one. Yeah. It was like 25 minutes. And I had like members of my family be like, yeah, I listened to it because it was only 25 minutes. If it was like an hour, I see all these hour-long podcasts. I never listened to them. But I listened to that one because it was only like 25 minutes. So like maybe there's something in that. It doesn't have to be an hour. could be 20 minutes. could be half an hour. Maybe that gets more engagement. 
But also, then I'm like, maybe, maybe it shouldn't even be that. Maybe it should just be on like the flow of the conversation. If me and you were having a good time, if me and you were having a good time, big burp I just swallowed. <laughs> I'm very proud of myself. Um, maybe it just goes on for two hours. If me and someone else is not, maybe it's not going so well. Maybe it is only 20 minutes. But then I'm like, that looks like a real dick move. If you're like, the mic, the mic one is two hours. When he talked to, when he talked to Cameron, <laughs> it's only 35 minutes. It's just statistically showing you how much I do or don't like you. So I don't know when, when to actually cut it off. Why don't you chop it up into two? Why don't you take this conversation, take what you think are the best parts, cut it into 25, and then just release the raw version right behind it and do two episodes. Just do like a highlight? An edited and an unedited version. But the, every piece of this was the highlights, Mike. That's true. I mean, it's true. I mean, maybe, maybe we only have one. I mean, maybe, maybe for some of us, you only have one. But I could really see you cutting out just huge portions of, of what I've been talking about this whole time. Mostly the anti-Semitism stuff. I, listen, no, 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 the pro-Semitism, which sounds so much worse than anti-Semitism. It sounds like I'm pro-Semitic, but I don't know why that sounds so much worse. I like those guys. Yeah, but I don't. I still don't understand what Semitic means. No, um, I don't. So I'm like Jew is my closer. I'm technically jewish in that i found out i was jewish when i was like 20 sure have i have i told you this yes um my mom but you haven't told them i haven't told the fans that's when they all all the the fans are like he's looking right at me um no uh so i didn't know my mom didn't know like her family she had her mom who was essentially a prostitute and no dad no family she didn't know like who she came from or who was there on her side of the family until all she knew is that her grandma had like a french accent and so she's like i think we're french or something i don't know and then she was on um she lived on an indian reservation for a while she's like i think we're cherokee or something cool um and then years later her mom who she hadn't talked to in like 20 years got some operation my mom's her only kin, so she, like, had to fly out to, like, take, like, help her recover. Um, and while she was at her mom's house, found all this, like, documentation and stuff about, like, oh, pictures she had never seen before. Um, like, photo books and letters and all these things that her mom had been hoarding. And it turns out the reason her grandma had a French accent is because they were from Morocco. My mom's, like, the first person born in the United States. There's a whatever term for that. Um, first generation. Yeah, first generation born in the U.S. They were from Morocco. From Morocco, they were originally in Spain, and then they were in Spain from Israel. So it was like a, like we're the tribe of Levi, like, and they were like a family, a lineage, a lineage of rabbis. They moved to Spain, so were Sephardic Jews, and then I think they fled Spain, I think, during like the Holocaust, so then they went to Morocco and then from Morocco to La Brea, California. Um, so, yeah, I didn't know I was Jewish until I was 20, and people think it's a big part of my personality and who I am, and they come to me with questions and look for Well, I mean, for, it is your closer. It's a closer. I mean, it's your closer. <laughs> it's a clo- there's, there's so many people You who are seem like, to be sitting on both sides of the fence right now, Russell. There's Either a lot of it's people not like, a big deal oh, or it's your closer. I'm Lithuanian or I'm Irish or whatever, but I wouldn't be like, oh, tell me about – the IRA. <laughs> they don't know. It's just like, oh, technically, like, I, yeah, my from somewhere down the line, we're Irish, so I'm Irish. I have I, whatever. I, I am Jewish. 
That's that's as far as it goes. Is I, that I know gonna, it's a fact. The energy that's coming off of you right now is like you're trying to talk your way out of this. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I do no. think it's very funny to like because we thought like we're oh, like 17 times removed. It's from Morocco to France to Spain, and then like we went on safari. We're Sephardic Jews. It's a very Jewish way to approach the situation, like a scared rat, <laughs> just like no, 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 chill, chill, calm down. Um, I I think it is funny because we thought like, okay, are we like. Are we like Sioux? Are we Blackfoot? Are we Cherokee? Because my mom grew up; she just grew up on a reservation because she was poor. Yeah, was not actually Indian in any way. You're not um, Jason Alexander. You're yeah, not a full blood <laughs> Indian who is the perfect representation of you and your people. Um, so, um, um, what was I just saying? You were saying that you have. <laughs> I can't repeat what you said because it sounded very <laughs> It sounded bad. Something so about a we rat. Were, was really hoping yes, that you, we were, were going to be Native American. You thought really you were hoping we were going to be Native American. Found out we were Jewish, and we were pretty bummed out about it. And I feel like that's <laughs> like nature versus oh, nurture. Oh, we were so close. Nature versus nurture. That's a pretty Jewish way to react <laughs> to finding out you're Jewish. It's like, ah, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to do the voice. I guess. <laughs> I was hoping. <laughs> I was, we thought we were going to be something cooler. It just turns out we're we're Jews. I just so I I had always grown up in Colorado Springs. I mean, you went to a Christian school. Yeah, Jewish. Obviously, you didn't know you were Jewish until you were in your twenties. So that explains why the lights burned you and you you were you did so poorly there. And yeah, were, every time you were ostracized and kicked out of your school. Every time I held a cross, it turned into a snake. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, obviously, that's just that's just CSCS stuff. Um, did you ever do the Christian? pledge you do the the pledge of allegiance and then you do the christian pledge oh, they made you it was a white flag with a red cross on it and yeah then it had the like blue pl- had the blue yeah the field and right yeah, yeah. You pledge I allegiance to that think we did i could i couldn't tell it to you for the life of me but i remember doing it a lot and even as a kid being like i don't feel super comfortable like i'm in but this feels this feels weird oh i was a real captain america yeah as, as I, I would definitely would have been in for that i don't I don't sing in church. I don't sing I don't in church. Si- I don't when Singing like we're all going to pray. I don't do anything that is like we're all going to do it together. Yeah. Cuz I'm like that's how they get you. If I am in a cult, that's how they get you. It's the that's singing. How, that's yeah. how they get you bought in is that big communal we're all doing it together. That's how they Lack brainwash you. Lack of oxygen, you. you're not thinking properly. Yeah, I'm always kind of one foot out the door just to make sure. The part about church I like the least is the magic trick they do at the end in which you've gone through the singing, you've gone through the donation, the pastor has given his speech, and there's only three types of pastors we will go into in a second. You go through the whole speech, and he's like, let's bow our heads for prayer. And you bow your heads for the final prayers, you can get out of there. And when you look up, the band is coming out again to do another song. The band wasn't there when you closed your eyes, and then you open them, and they've appeared during the prayer to play one more song that you have to listen to. Do you close your eyes when you pray? Not anymore. I've, I've, again, since childhood, I'm scoping the room. I was going to say, see, now, nowadays, if I was going to shoot up a church, I would be doing it when everyone bows their heads. <laughs> that seems like the time No, to you get do it. it right after, because then they're all ducking. If you go, you got to wait till they come back if up. If you go to church now, there's cops everywhere at churches now. I'm sure it's the same with, with synagogues and mosques, but, like, there's, like, four or five cops wandering around the church when you go to church. It's a very weird feeling to just be, like, why like there's like you go out so, okay so now in church i don't really go to church anymore um we do go but we had my son who doesn't sleep and we just had the newborn so what i do now is to give my wife a break today i took my son to church i checked him into the church daycare 
and, and I you would, go sit in the parking lot. I go lot. sit in the coffee shop, and I just have a cup of coffee and make wait as every cop comes by to scope me out as just the dude with the shaved head sitting in the coffee shop at church not going to church. And, uh, yeah, I just sit there, and I look at my phone. Sometimes maybe I'll read the Bible a little bit, but for the most part, I'm just like, I'm taking a break. And then I go pick my kid up at the end of service when I hear the music start going, and we go home. And it's like great free hour of child care. But, uh yeah, yeah. Every time I do that, every time, all of the cops at some point will come by and, like, sit in the coffee shop and look at me for, like, a minute <laughs> just to let me know that they know that I know that they're there kind of a thing. But nobody, nobody – everyone's too polite to be it's like – It's a smart move. They're all too polite to be like, what are you doing here? That's a sick parenting move. Any yeah. parents out there looking for free child care, they can't – Jews, atheists, doesn't matter. They can't ask you. They can't – yeah, they can't. They deny can't ask you. you. Yeah, they can't be like, "What are you? Are you a Christian?" Is that, is that why you? Like, they can't. You just have to take your kid and watch it for you. That's a great idea. Yeah, this is a how-to kind of pod now. We're this giving is... cool, unethical Christian tips. There's nothing unethical about it. They're <laughs> offering. <laughs> they promise to watch my kid. So you got three kinds of pastors. You've got young pastor that's definitely probably gay. Okay, he's always wearing a leather or a, an, a denim jacket. And he's always wearing like the the cut off Chelsea kind of heeled okay. boot TikTok pastor. Yeah, and he's always talking about how hot his wife is. It's yeah. like part of every sermon. It's like, who are you trying to convince here, buddy? And everyone is like these like I, I lost. I was working this hard job. I was working a hard job, and I just, you know, I've just put in the work because I just, you know, God cares if you put in the work. And then you know, I discovered that this hard work I was doing for this guy going to give me that car the whole time like that was my car it's like and i'm like if i hadn't put in such hard work i would have gotten a worse car and that's how god works everyone my wife is so hot i love the move when it's like you know and i sit there and i would try and i would try and i would try but i always end up making the same mistake but you know who never i know a guy <laughs> i know a guy who never made a mistake it's like oh i wonder what guy he's talking about yeah yeah uh that's number two is the guy who has no voice modulation the pastor who will either he'll just break it's like there's like it's like he has a mental disorder that's the guy who at my church he will just be like and then you know if you are a parent who has to deal with this kind of craziness coming in school and you're not prepared for that for your kids where will we be that's the that's the one that always like aroused my suspicions yeah. when I was a kid because they also aroused like, me. <laughs> I knew that was the wrong word when I said it. Um, but like, okay, so this is the third service of the day. You're the pastor. You're getting just as worked up on service three as you are on service one. Yeah. And this then feels that's very disingenuous. That's right. When like the keyboardist will hit a little key change, like right as he's getting right. As he's getting right there. What? Like it's like you got cues, you have like musical cues to your speech. Yeah, I don't like this guy. Yeah, something fugazi about it. I don't know if fugazi is a word. I don't know <laughs> if that's a word we can say. I I don't. I, don't, I think I don't it's see. just cool you, Italian. You I don't think there's you anything. You can't like. say gypped anymore, can you? I can. You can. Yeah. Can you? We're in the same ballpark. I don't know. I feel like I probably can. Anyway, yeah, there's it. You you feel it's very disingenuous. There's there's a very there's an element of just like yeah, it's like this is your third time saying this. Probably and this is by the way, this is Sunday. There's a Friday night service. There's a Saturday afternoon service, and you're still like crying right here at this point. And then by the way, those tears disappear three sentences in. You go right back to it. 
and you're like, you're like, and this is why we have. I always have had a theory that if your church has a Saturday afternoon service, that there is a sex scandal somewhere. <laughs> Good churches are on Sunday. Sex scandal churches are on. Sa- if you don't have to wake up early on Sunday. Your church has a sex scandal That's going on. That's how up. Saturday services get started is a guy – the pastor was caught banging somebody. And he's like, oh, no, this is Saturday afternoon service. <laughs> Everyone, get in here. We're having Saturday afternoon service. <laughs> and then they're like, everyone's like, oh, we do this now. It's like, yeah, we do this now. Yeah. And that's how it was born. They, the pastor – the youth pastor was on a bender Friday night. Yeah. And they needed – they can't wake up at 9 a.m. Saturday morning. So they have to wait till the afternoon. Yeah, Saturday service churches, just wait. Just wait. It happens every time. Somebody's getting fucked. And then the third pastor is obviously the guest pastor from out of town who tries to be funny. Dudes, me and Lydia did CPR training yesterday. Uh, Like respiratory, like CPR training? Yeah, first aid CPR. You never know with Christian church that's like, Christ preparedness and readiness training. <laughs> you never know. Like CPR in the in the Christian community, we have a lot of acronyms. You know, <laughs> this was real first aid CPR. Yes, did first aid CPR. Though, training at the yesterday. end, it's like, and after five minutes, if you do not see a response, you begin the Lord's prayer. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, the the guy leading it, nice older man, probably seventy. Nice dude. I was already kind of not in the mood because I don't want to be in a first aid CPR class for four hours. Yeah. The night before, I, for whatever reason, I just slept for like two hours. I fell asleep at 8, woke up at 10. Was up from 10 till 4 p.m. Or from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Baldur's Gate. No, I just laid in bed staring at the ceiling. Ugh. Just a nightmare. And then fell asleep for like another two hours. So I was already kind of like cranky. I'm out of it. I already don't want to be here. The guy leading the CPR training, he's got bits. He's got riffs. He's got tags. He's doing crowd work. He's a real showman up there. So, like, he's (laughs) – one where it's like – because we're going through, like, a puncture wound. If you have a puncture wound, if you get a nail or a staple through you, like, do you leave it in or do you take it out? Mm -hmm. And he's like, I was talking to a woman once. I said, let's say you come home. There's a butcher knife in your husband's chest. Do you leave it in or take it out? She says, why would I take it out? I just got done putting it there. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. He's That's got, like, real danger field kind of energy. Yeah. He also – he sounds like Jesse Ventura, if you know who that is. Yes. Um, Former wrestler, governor of Michigan? Minnesota. Minnesota. Um, but, yeah, so he sounds like Ventura – Got Dangerfield kind of energy, uh, but then he, he starts going into like, okay, you're given the Heimlich maneuver. Like you make sure it's like find the belly button, do one inch up, and you push up. Okay, don't do it on the solar plexus. Do it here. Now, now if you got to do the Heimlich maneuver and he's pregnant, what do you do? And we were like, uh, do it on like the sternum. And we're like, you know, I said he's pregnant. Ten years ago, that would have killed. But you people nowadays, you're like, oh, maybe he is. I don't know. I can't say. So he's doing like a you can't say anything anymore kind of bit. He kept talking about – This used to be a fun job. (laughs) I used to really enjoy coming to teach people CPR, but now you libtards have ruined it. The woke left. He started talking about the Mexicans having a siesta, and he said – he said out loud, he's like, someone told me I'm not supposed to say the Mexicans, but they're the people. It's like the Incredibles. They're just the Mexicans. 
So he starts talking about how a siesta is a really good, healthy thing to do. But he just kept – he had more and more – so he, at the end, he gives you his business card. He's got his, like, phone number and email. He's like, if you ever have questions, if you ever forget, like, what do I do if, like, an infant needs help, a pregnant woman needs help, whatever it is, you email can Email him. You can call me. You can email me. You can text me. It's free. At any point, reach out to me, of course. But uh, don't reach out to me if it's an emergency, okay? Call 911 if it's an emergency. You call me and it's an emergency, I'm going to go, Oh, hello, who is at this? I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, he's not here right now. Uh, <laughs> it was... I, I started laughing. <laughs> no one else did. I'm laughing for being so uncomfortable. It's like watching someone bomb. Yes. And then laughing at them bombing. So I get so uncomfortable, I start laughing. He's like, ah, he gets it. I'm like, don't, don't you point at me. It. Don't you start pointing at me. Did you get it? Don't you start pointing at me. <laughs> he was wild. It did. I was so grumpy initially because I'm like, oh, my God, stop riffing. Stop doing crowd work. Please just, like, let's get through this class. By the end of it, I was having a great time. <laughs> he really made that class fly. I constantly leave speeches, churches. Anytime I have to go and, like, listen to somebody – I go, wow, that was terrible crowd work. I will say, I'll, be, I'll tell Karen, I'm like, that dude, could, like, his timing was off. He could have done such a better setup there. Like, I'm like, if you're doing a 30-minute set on Job, at least dress, you know, something like that. I, it's, it's the lens through which I see the world at this point. It's all – he kept, like, looking at, like, people in the – he would say something. He was like, look at Lexi over here. Lexi's like, I don't know what this guy's talking about. Like, he kept doing th- – <laughs> which is, like – there's a Tim Robinson sketch. Uh, uh, I think you should leave sketch where he's, like, a chef on a cooking thing. He's like, look at, look at Tanya over here. Tanya's like, um, more cake, please. And Robert over here is like, this cake's getting me hard. And they're like, I didn't – no, that's not what I'm saying at all. I don't feel that way. And they're like, it is you, Robert. That is how you're feeling right now. But that's what he kept doing. He's like, look at Josh over here. Josh is like, um, this is getting a little out of hand. <laughs> like, stop. Stop. Josh wouldn't do CPR in another man, would he, Josh? <laughs> he did. He kept doing that where he's like, um, do you suck the venom out? I was like, no, you don't suck the venom out. It's impossible to do anyways. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I told my friend Derek – Derek, you get bit on the butt by a snake. I ain't sucking out nothing, okay? I'm not going down there. Um, he was talking about if you get stung by a jellyfish, don't pee on it. And he's like, even if it did work, I'm stung by a jellyfish. I'd rather die than have another man pee on me. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, dude. He's really swinging for the fences. A blood transfusion? <laughs> what color is the guy? <laughs> With a homo? No, thank you. That was his whole... In between, like, really serious, like, so you turn the page and then you watch someone who has, like, fourth degree burns on their fingers. So, like, you see the bone and the sweltering, like, you see their gnarled, mangled hand. And then he's like, and Josh is over here thinking. <laughs> you know, you want to ride that line in comedy. And it, you you, you kind of want to see it. You do want to see it. Not, not like that. But you want to see it a certain level of, like, looseness in the general population. There was a guy with the, the open mic. Uh, got up on there. Guy in his like mid forties. I think he had done stand up like three times before. But somebody came up to me as I I'd never seen him before. And they go, "Hey, watch this guy." And the dude gets up there and proceeds to say "retard" like seventy five times in a row. Every joke is just about this retarded kid, and this kid's retarded, and this kid is, you know, they put him in the marching band even though he's retarded, and they just <laughs> kept him. He marched to his own song, and he had his wood block, and he's a little ret- just every single one, and the audience starts off just like. What is this? Yeah, but by the end, but standing by applause. the end, 
Yeah, kind of. <laughs> kind of. Like, he did better than most people did that he, night. They crowd-surfed him out like Rudy. And, like, every <laughs> every comic after him then, like, most nights you would you will, you will go months without hearing somebody say the word retard. I think every comic after him was used it at some point or something like that. And there is, obviously, there's a huge debate that got, because that got started, like, when I was in college, like, can you say the R word or something like that? And people generally just kind of self, self-filtered and it kind of just filtered out. But you want, you want some looseness in comedy. You want people to be able to say edgy ideas or things or something like that. But then you get people that are like, yeah, now we can all say it. <laughs> now we can do the now thing I've been waiting for. Now everyone can say whatever they want now, and I'm going to teach this CPR class the cool way. <laughs> and it's going to be a lot of ching-chang-chong in there. And it's going to be like, eh, no, 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 go back, go back, go back. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a big thing when Trump was president. It's like – because I grew up playing Halo online. Trump oh, becomes yeah. president. I'm like, oh, sick, so we can say gay again. <laughs> if the president's allowed to say it, I'm allowed to say yeah. it. Yeah. I tried the same thing with Obama. <laughs> That's a new one. That's a new one I'm working hey. on. <laughs> That's a new one I was working on. Yeah, I've always I've always known the way I, my, my life falls apart is like I do one of these podcasts and that phrase is like somebody just clips together me just saying retard, retard, they retard. Do a super cut and then it's just they like, have a tally sheet. You want to be right able corner. to say things like in a certain way and then I'm going like eh hey, and then it's that's it. That's what just gets sent to my boss and that's the end of my life. <laughs> um yeah. How do you feel your first podcast? Right? I think that went pretty good. I was looking at the time, hour twenty. Yeah. How do you feel? I feel really good. I would keep going if I wasn't so thirsty. My balls didn't hurt so bad right well, now. Well, maybe if you had a little bit more. Mr. Cucumber. Really trying to get that. Dude, if I get one soda company, just to be like, I'll send you a case. Dude, of just get Big K. Big K? Or Shasta. Shasta? Yeah. No, we're talking independent brewers. Mom well, and pop listen, shops. There were, there None were, of these big wigs like there Shasta were, and Vega. There were, no way, dude. They sponsored some open mic in Denver. Like they sent them a banner and as much as like free whatever as they could drink just to be like. I got to start figuring that out because I see shows in Denver that are like sponsored by Laughing Lab. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, they just go to the brewery. They, they just say, give me $100 a month, and I will mention you at the show. And the band, that's like nothing for them. So they're like, yeah, go ahead. And they send them a, pa- a poster and a banner, and then you do it. You could, you could easily fund this if you were just willing to give up your exclusive contract with Mr. Q, Cucumber Sparkling Cucumber Beverage. We got we, – there's others. Okay, not everybody's going to get a Mr. Cucumber. Can we try another soda to, to end it on? Can we try a different one? I could end? run upstairs and get you a McFuddy's Pepper Elixir. Is it? Pepper elixir, like like ground pepper. It's a McFuddy's pepper elixir. You just have to try it. It's surprisingly strong. That's I think I think that's on. It's like decently strong or something like that on the bottle. Yeah, I'd like try to, it? I'd like to end this by trying a different. Okay, bottle. we're gonna put quick quick hiatus. Don't hiatus. I just want to sit here. Okay, you you vamp. No. You, you tell me how you feel about no. certain communities, and I'll be right back. Okay. I was saving this for Jason uh, because he's deceptively strong or oh, whatever looks, it says on there. This looks much better. Um, but Jason was sick and pooping too much. So you get to try it now. This is McFetty's Pepper Elixir. Hurry up. My battery's running low. I should have plugged in the laptop. What do you think? Mm. Starts, starts like a Dr. Pepper. Uh-huh. Ends like cough syrup. So pretty good, you would say. 
better than the cucumber. Okay. Really slurp it. Really, really make a meal out of it. Why don't you? Got to get it in my mustache. <laughs> yeah, I would. I could see how that. If you gave up, like if you were like, this is like I'm only drinking sodas that make me look like I really know how to play uh, Warhammer 40k, the tabletop version. I could see how that would be your go-to soda. I I like that. I would drink that. I kind of want to get into that, but I can't have people thinking already less of me than they do. You know who really does like, really likes that? Austin, Austin. Brinker. Yeah, but yeah. he's also tall and handsome. Is he tall and handsome? Yeah, he's I don't. Just tall. <laughs> he's tall. He's just kind of tall. He's kind of tall. The tall makes up for a lot of. He's got great hair. Listen, no one is saying that I'm better looking than Austin. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying Austin's not that good looking. It is weird. My laptop is about to die. I should have plugged it in. It is weird to see people walking around with mullets when I was like, that was Callan's thing for so long. Oh, and yeah. Now, and now he's accidentally handsome. Yeah. He's accidentally in fashion. Yeah. That sucks. I hate that. I really like how we could have ended with this. Like, how do you feel your last podcast went? Like, pretty good. You want to try one last soda? And then we ended it with like, you know who's not good looking? <laughs> we Austin Brinker. We can cut this Brinker. at any point. <laughs> we can cut this at any moment. Um, that's that's going to be the podcast. Next time I can remember to plug the laptop in. Mike, you, Michael B. Hammock, thank you so much. Real quick, before we end, look right in that camera. Do your best Tom Hardy impression for us, why don't you? No. Thank you, guys. That's Bubble Boy. <laughs> you going to stiff me? you going to stiff me on the... No, I'm not going to give you, like, the most <laughs> terrible, awkward ending you're not gonna ever. Give me the, you're not going to give me satisfaction?